Hello everyone, I'm Jerry Savelle. Welcome to our broadcast. Thank you for joining me today. I appreciate you watching. Also, I want to let you know how much we appreciate you communicating with us regarding the teaching that you're receiving on these broadcasts as often as you have the opportunity to watch them. Uh, continue to write to me, continue to contact our office, and let us know that you're being blessed by the broadcast. We're continuing our theme on relentless faith. I'm going to take you into a service where I was talking about this right here at our church in Crowley, Texas, Heritage of Faith Christian Center. And once again, I'm talking about how that God wants this to be a year of first for you. You know, there are so many things that happen to us for the first time, and it's God's way of making an impact on our life and causing us to believe that if he's done it before, then he can do it again. Don't ever think that anything is too hard for your God. God specializes in what most people say is impossible. He's the God of the impossible. So watch now as we take you into this service, then I'll be back in just a few moments with some closing remarks. From the moment you begin your walk with God, you also begin to experience numerous new things that you had never experienced before. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away and behold, all things become new. From the moment you make Jesus the Lord of your life, you should begin immediately experiencing new things. Amen. New things. Amen. I, I'm going to go so far as to say, if you're not experiencing new things in your walk with God, uh, maybe you need to go spend some more time with God. Amen. Amen. Well, Brother Jerry, I hadn't had anything new or a first in the last 15 years. That's not right. It said all things are new. Isaiah says, speaking in God's behalf, Behold, I do new things. God's the God of new things. God's the God of first. Can you say amen? amen? The Passion Translation says, All that is related to the old order has vanished. Behold, everything is fresh and new. Everything is fresh and new. His, his mercies are new every morning. His love and compassion Manifestations of it should be new every morning in your life. That's right. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. My, my, my walk with God is not stale. Amen. It's fun. In fact, Brother Copeland and I, we laughed and laughed and laughed this weekend telling stories of things we have experienced over the last 52 years together. And we'd think of one story and then I'd think of one and he'd think of one. And we just laughed and laughed. He said, man, I never knew when I was growing up that God could be fun. I said, I didn't either. I thought he's always after me. God going to get you, boy. Going to get you. I thought, who wants to serve a God that's always trying to get you? And then somebody tell you, the Lord will make you sick to teach you something. Well, then what do we need a devil for? God does not use sickness to teach us something. 
God does not wreck cars to teach us something. God doesn't take our children to teach us something. He said, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Now there is a thief and his name is Satan. Amen. So you begin to experience after you're born again, numerous first. And the closer that you walk with God, the more frequently they come in your life. I keep hearing the Holy Spirit say, 2021 will be a year of first like no other. Expect, expect them and continually praise God in advance for that. I'm going to say it again. 2021 will be a year of first like no other. Expect them and continually praise your God for them in advance. Well, why don't we do that right now? Just praise God in advance. Say, Lord, I praise you in advance for the first that I'm going to experience this year. Say it like that. Lord, I praise you in advance for the many first that I will experience this year. In fact, I believe I'll just give you a shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me define first for you. First are things that are new, things that are unique, things that are out of the ordinary that we've never experienced before. Things that are new, unique, out of the ordinary that we have never experienced before. There's a story in Luke chapter 5. In fact, why don't you go ahead and turn there and let me show you this. Luke chapter 5. In the ministry of Jesus. And there's a phrase I want you to see because I believe it's a phrase you're going to be using throughout this year and beyond. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 5. And uh, at the latter part of verse 17, it says, And the power of the Lord was present to heal all those that were in this house where Jesus was preaching. Verse 18, and behold, men brought in a bed a man which was taken with a palsy, and they sought means to bring him in uh, to lay before him. And when they could find no way they might bring him in because of the multitude, they went upon the housetop and let him down through the tiling uh, with his couch into the midst before Jesus. Now drop down to verse 24, the latter part of the verse. Jesus says to him, I say unto thee, arise, take up thy couch and go into thy house. And immediately, everybody say immediately. Immediately, immediately he rose up before them, took up their own he lay and departed to his own house, glorifying God. And they were all amazed and they glorified God and were filled with fear saying, we have seen strange things today. Now, another translation, the message translation says, we've never seen anything like this before. That's the phrase you're going to be using quite often. Why don't you go ahead and practice right now? I have never seen anything like this before. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm about to say quite frequently throughout this year, 
that God is doing things in my life that I've never seen anything like it before. Hallelujah. Well, Brother Jerry, how do you know that? Why would anybody fuss with it? Oh, Roberts told me years ago when, when he first started preaching on, uh, well, he was on television, but when he first started decreeing something good is going to happen to you. He'd, he'd start his program off with, they even had a, a song written about it and, and uh, Richard and the world action singers would sing it. And at the end of the broadcast, Brother, Co uh, Brother Roberts would say again, something good is going to happen to you. Well, boy, it just stirred me up. I started expecting something good is going to happen to me. He said, you will never, you, you could never imagine how many ugly letters I got from people saying, how do you know Oral Roberts? <laughs> Nothing good ever happens to me. <laughs> why, why, would, why would people fuss about it? Come on. Isn't the gospel good news? <laughs> Smile real big and tell the person next to you, something good, something good. is about to happen to you. <laughs> Amen. That just... That just, like, like I heard Gloria Copeland say one time, my goosebumps are double parked. <laughs> 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 Hallelujah. So, let me talk to you about some first that I've experienced. I mentioned the first time I heard the word of faith, how life-changing it was. I, let me read this statement to you first before I continue to talk about first. <laughs> Often, first, change the course of your life. Amen. That's, that's many times, that's, what, that's why God does it. That's his purpose, is to set you on a new course, to change the course of your life. And that's what happened to me the first time I heard the word of faith. It set a new course for my life. And uh, another thing that, that uh, was a first for me was the first time I received a harvest from my sowing. Amen. How many of you remember that? Yes. The first time I received a harvest on my sowing. Uh, I, I grew up, my grandfather had a farm in Mississippi and I'd go to the field with him from time to time and, and uh, you know, and I learned some things about sowing and reaping. But when it came to life, you know, the only thing I ever heard where life was concerned was the negative side. People constantly saying, you're going to reap what you sow one day. You're going to keep sowing all them wild oats. They're going to come up. I, I had no idea that you could so on purpose and expect good harvest. Right. And Brother Roberts came out with a book. I believe he came out with that book for me because it came out in 1969. <laughs> and the title was The Miracle of Seed Faith. Amen. And he said, if you will write to me, I will send you this book absolutely free. I turned to Carolyn and said, Carolyn, here's one we can afford to get the address. <laughs> And boy, when that book came in the mail, I devoured it. 
I still have it. I still read it from time to time. I preached everything he said in that book. It was life-changing. And I began to experience for the first time harvest on my sowing. You know, a lot of Christians grow up in churches where they're told, uh, give to God, honor God, but don't expect anything in return. That is not biblical. That's not scriptural. The apostle Paul taught in, in Galatians, he taught in 2 Corinthians, that when you give of your finances, that you are to expect a return. Amen. 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 And I remember the first time that I got a return. I got a harvest. Man, I was so excited. And I remember saying, this does work. And I've been sowing ever since. Carol uh, Carol and I sowed our way out of debt. We sowed our way into prosperity. We we live to give to this day. It's how we've acquired everything we have. Everything in our home, everything in our ministry has a faith story behind it. Amen. Amen. A faith story. And it all began when we learned the principle of sowing and reaping. Another first, the first time that I laid my hands on a sick person and watched God heal them immediately. I remember they they brought a, a boy to our house. This is 1969, early 70s, somewhere along in there. 69, actually. Late 69. They brought a boy to our house uh, who was a, uh, a drug addict. And he was stoned. I mean, he was messed up. He came out of a Pentecostal family, got to run around with the wrong crowd, and he was so messed up. Well, we would, we would, uh, God had launched me into a street ministry and I was, I was praying for drug addicts. I was, I was ministering to uh, street people and they heard, you know, that I was doing that. So they brought this boy to my house and he didn't know where he was. He was so stoned. And the Lord said, and, and they had to hold him up. And the Lord said, tell him to stand him in the corner of your living room. And they, they propped him up in the corner, held him up so he wouldn't fall. And I walked over and cast a devil out of him, laid my hands on him. Boy, he slid down that wall. I mean, the fire of God hit him. He slid down that wall, jumped up, totally different looking. I mean, totally set free. And then was giving me his drugs to get rid of. <laughs> and when I saw what happened, I mean, I was, I was almost as shocked as he was because I, I had not laid my hands on people like that before. And when I saw, I mean, the, the Spirit of God picked him up and slammed him into the corner of the room and fell in the floor and he was totally free. I looked at my hands and I said, Next. <laughs> Next. That was the first. And then we used to take young people out all over Shreveport and teach them witnessing and, and praying for people because that, that's where I started. I didn't start preaching in churches. It's in the streets of Shreveport, Louisiana. 
And uh, I'd, I'd take young people out. And we went to a, a lake that was not too far out of town, uh, Caddo Lake. It had a park. And so I, I had about maybe 20 young people and I'd, I'd send them to different areas of that park to witness to people and just ask them, can I pray for you about anything? I pray with you about anything. And so I've got them scattered all over the place and I'm standing uh, in this one spot and just observing and seeing if they're just out there playing or they're actually witnessing and whatever. And they were, man, they were, they were praying for people. People had their heads bowed. And two young girls in our group come running to me and said, Brother Jerry, Brother Jerry, come help, help. I said, what is it? He said, there's a man in his car here and his, his child is dying and he's crying. And when we went up to him to ask if we could pray for him, he, he, he just broke into tears and said, my baby's dying, my baby's dying. And said, we don't know what to do. Come, come and help us. And so I, I went up there with him and tapped the man on the shoulder and he's got his head against the steering wheel just crying. I said, what is it, sir? He said, my baby's dying. My baby's dying. I said, well, where's your baby? He said, we live uh, just a little ways from here. And I just had to get out of the house because it was, it was so uh, oppressive. And, and I, just, I just, I don't know why I came here, but I had to come here. And I said, well, sir, you came to the right place. That, that's what we're here for is to pray for people. I said, take me to your house. So I got in the car with him. We he took me to the house. This house, bless their hearts, it, it, was, it was on its last legs, seriously. I mean, I, I, that house was so old. They didn't have any furniture to speak of. And when I walked in that house, his wife was kneeling down over the bed. And this old bed, I mean, it, it, you remember those old springs? You know, uh, it looked like something my grandpa used to have in the old house in Mississippi. Didn't have a mattress or anything. They had a blanket on top of those springs with that baby laying there. And I said, what's the matter? And she said, my baby's dying. My baby's dying. Well, I'm not saying the baby had actually died, but it was the closest thing to death I'd ever seen. I mean, she's already turning purple. And I walked over there and, and laid my hands on the baby and prayed, and I just heard a message from Kenneth Hagin where he had a similar situation, and he said, as he laid his hands on that baby, the baby will live and not die. The baby will live and not die. Well, that's what came out of me, and I laid my hands on it. I said, the baby will live and not die. The baby will live and not die, and suddenly that baby came to, and I mean, the color came back into her, and I thought, wow, next. Now, we had already moved to Fort Worth, and we were living in a little house that we had rented, or at least that same house I was talking about where that demon-possessed woman was. And so, <laughs> and I get a letter. I, I, I gave those people my name and address and told them that they needed help and I'd come and pray with them again. And I guess they contacted our, our in-laws, Carolyn's mom, Carolyn's mom and dad. And I assume that they told us, told them that we were in Fort Worth. So I get a letter. 
with a picture of this little girl. Now she's growing up and healthy and, and oh man. You just, you, those memories you never forget. I've laid my hands on thousands of people all over the world. Joe and I've cast demons out of demon-possessed people all over Africa. I mean, those first, those first, you never forget them. That's the reason I still talk about them today. Hallelujah. But I'm not talking about them because I'm not still having first. Amen. In fact, the more I talk about them, it seems to spark new first. Hallelujah. Come on, lift your hands and say, Lord, I'm ready for some first. Hallelujah. Amen. The first time that the Holy Spirit used me to deliver a word of knowledge to somebody. And Brother Copeland is preaching and he just stops. He said, Jerry, you have a word from the Lord. Come on up here and give it. I said, no. <laughs> I answered it. I said, no. He said, God's been dealing with you all day about the gifts of the Spirit. Now he wants to use you in it. Come on up here. You've, you've, you've got something in your spirit that the church needs to hear. Come on up and give it. I said, no. <laughs> he said, why not? I said, I'm afraid it'll be wrong. He said, that's the worst thing you could be afraid of. In fact, you shouldn't even have any fear anyway. God didn't give you a spirit of fear. He said, why are you afraid you're going to say something wrong? I said, I said this. I said, I might tell somebody God wants them to go to Africa and they die because I missed it. They should have been in Spain, you know, <laughs> or Australia. He said, you're not going to do that. He said, get on up here. I didn't want to. I mean, I walked up there. I wanted to be used by God but I was afraid I'd do something wrong. So I walked up there and he put his arm around me and he told the people who I was and told the people about what the conversation we'd had earlier that day in his study. And he said, God's wanting to use this young man. And he said, and I just wanted to help launch him into uh, this new phase in his life. Amen. He said, now Jerry, I'm going to speak that word that God gave you I know it's on the inside of you. It's running around in you right now. And at any time you want to interrupt me and continue with it or finish it, you go right ahead. And so he started speaking out, word of knowledge. I heard every word on the inside. I could tell him what the next word was going to be. And he'd look at me, you want to take it from here? No. <laughs> no. But it created a confidence that I can hear God. I mean, I could, I could have said, Brother Copeland, you can stop now. I'll finish this. It was a first. And I knew that I knew that I'd heard God. Amen. Well, praise God. God's used me that way numerous times, numerous times since then. Amen. So let me rush through this. It's, it's, what time is it? Oh, my time's just about up. All right, now, first are milestones in our lives. They are significant events that mark us for the rest of our life. The problem with so many Christians today is that they get satisfied with where they are. 
and they're satisfied with just living ordinary lives and they never venture out in faith anymore and believe God for new things. As a result, they have fewer first in their lives. God never intended for us to live ordinary, commonplace, not exceptional in any way lives. God ex is wanting to cause us to live extraordinary lives. Amen. Amen. When we experience new things that we've never experienced before, then there's just no way of telling how it's going to affect and change our lives for the rest of our lives. For instance, realizing for the first time that you can actually receive a dream from God and that you can actually pursue it and you can actually see it come to pass. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Or realizing for the very first time that you can actually be all God says you can be and you can actually do everything God says you can do and you can actually have everything God says you can have. Regardless of what life throws at you, your faith can remain unmoved. You can outlast and overcome every challenge. Today's special offer, the Relentless Faith Package, contains Jerry Savelle's four-part CD series, More Than Enough, his inspiring book, Living in the Fullness of the Blessing, and his eye-opening book, The Established Heart. In this package, Jerry teaches how to be unshaken by turmoil and pressure, how to trust God during times of testing, why God's blessing is so important, and what you must do to walk in God's blessing. You will never gain God's best by being a quitter. You have to learn how to become relentless and fight for the promises of God. Don't delay. Call or go online now to jerrysavelle.org and request your copy of the Relentless Faith Special Package. You can push back against discouragement and develop a bold faith that refuses to accept less than God's best. Thank you so very much for joining me again today. And I trust that your faith has been inspired. God wants you to receive everything that He has promised you're entitled to from His Word. And the way that you do that is just simply staying in faith. Now, once again, God wants you to experience more and more first this year. It's not too late. The year is not up. And I believe if you'll just stay in faith, then you're going to experience some marvelous things from God for the very first time. Now, before we leave the air, let me remind you, this will be our last time to make this offer for these special resources. My book entitled, The Established Heart. There are some key revelations in this book that every believer should be established in. And then living in the fullness of the blessing, not just blessed occasionally, but living in the fullness of the blessing, expecting the blessing of God to manifest in your life every day of your life. And then finally, our God is the God that's more than enough. That's God's best for your life. Four CDs that I know will be a blessing to you as you listen closely to each and every one of them. If you'd like to place your order today, then you can go to our website, jerrysavelle.org, or you can look on the screen for the ordering information. But let me encourage you, do it right now. Just as soon as this program goes off the air, sit down and order these resources. And join me again next week 
as we begin a brand new series. And until then, remember, your faith will overcome the world.